You are now entering the chopping block. All right, everybody, welcome to the Chopping Block Podcast. I'm Chopper, and today's guest, I have Wayne Nails from the Chains Unchanged Festival. Wayne, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Just trying to get my voice back. <laughs> yeah, me too. You know, I usually don't use my vo- lose my voice, but this weekend, it was very scratchy by the end of the yeah. week. Yeah, my, after, after Sunday, man, I just... I felt like I'd gargled with glass almost you know, after after speaking Sunday morning at church. So <laughs> yeah, you, you did an awesome job. All that just took a toll. Right. Yeah, you did an awesome job at church for sure. That was a great service. Thank you. Thank you. So if you guys don't know what we're talking about, this weekend was Change Unchained. And yes, Wayne is one of the people who started Change Unchained. So we wanted to have him come on and pretty much tell us the history of what Change Unchained Festival is and where it's located and how we got started. So why don't you go ahead and go into the history of it? Cause I believe this is the fourth year, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is the fourth year. Um, uh, well, first uh, the easy part, it's a, uh, we're a festival every summer, uh, last weekend of July in Springfield, Missouri. Um, uh, it's the festival actually started off, uh, with an idea about a devotional book. And so, uh, I've always wanted to do something that we could put into hands because I go to a lot of a lot of secular and a lot of Christian metal concerts, and I've always wanted something to be able to put into somebody's hands, you know, that where you're not really you're not getting into their face with the gospel, but you're you're letting them know there's a different way out there than than the way we're going, and so we decided to do I was going to do a, a devotional just kind of based on many testimonies throughout my life and I'm a lazy person though so that that kind of that it got a really slow start and I got to thinking um, I have a lot of friends in the Christian metal you know hard rock music business and so I started reaching out to some of these guys and, and they were like yeah we'll you know we'll contribute something we'll we'll, we'll contribute a day and so I had all these guys uh, from all over the country guys and girls that were sending me daily devotional stuff and just testimonies of what God had done in their life. And we put it all together into a book and it's called chains unchained friends and sinners. And we go at first, we were going to, uh, to metal concerts and things that were here in the area. And we were giving these out uh, to people at the concert. And it's amazing how many people will, will take a book if it's, you know, if it's got something to do with, uh, with people in rock bands, even if it's not, you know, the, you know, secular versus Christian, people were taking these things and, and we went through 300 of them in the first month. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty, it was, it was, you know, it was pretty mind blowing. And so we, we bought more and, and we did a second book. And when we did it, we also sent these books, a lot of the bands that, that participated, we sent these out to them and they were giving them away from, you know, from their merch tables and so we decided, okay, well, we're going to go ahead and do a second book. So we did a second book, and a friend of mine from the East Coast said, you know, I'm going to contact all the people from the first book and see if each band will contribute a song, and we'll do a, you know, we'll do a CD that can go along with the book. And so 
it amazed me. Everybody jumped in. And so we had this 20 song uh, CD that we put together and, uh, and we give that away. Um, so now we got a CD and a book and second book on the way. And uh, I don't know, Dan Street, a vocalist for Bread for War, good friend of mine. Um, we're sitting there talking one day and I said, uh, I mean, and you're familiar with uh, Kingdom Come Festival, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, really great people. A1M Ministries, uh, good friends of ours. So we were, it was after one of their festivals and, and we're sitting there going, how do we bring that? You know, they're in Indiana. How do we bring something like that to where we're at? Because we don't have a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of Christian metal uh, concerts here. And so I was like, it would be great, man, if we could just do a festival. So, so Dan's like, well, why don't we? And I couldn't, I couldn't think of a good excuse why we couldn't. <laughs> you know, I'm like, we have no money. And we're like, well, but, you know, God's got the money. So do we believe he can do this or not? So we actually started our first year totally broke, uh, had no money. And we booked, I think, 19, 18 bands. Wow. Like we had 18 bands. Yeah, we had 18 bands our first year. And I'm like, how do you pay for you? Well, God wound up paying for this whole thing, you know. Uh, we had sponsors and people come on, come alongside of us. And, and so we got this idea to make Chains Unchained different. Uh, you know, you could, there are a lot of uh, metal festivals you could go to, secular and Christian. Well, this one, we wanted this one to be more of an outreach. Um, I come from a, and we may talk about this later, but I come from a, uh, from an addiction background. Um, I have heavy, uh, hard drug addiction in my past. And my goal is to reach back into that community. Uh, that's, that's my heart. And so we take, we, you know, our, our, our audience is probably about two thirds um, people who know Christ and, and hopefully a third that don't because we want to get this message out to them. Um, and so we reach back into, we, we take the money that we make from the festival after we pay our bands that we take all the money and we divide it. We have, there's Springfield Community Recovery Center, which is an addiction outreach program here in Springfield. Um, we have uh, His Table Ministries, which if you're at the festival, they're the guys that feed, that do all of our uh, our band food. Right, yeah, yeah, I met them. Our green, we're great guys, man. They travel around this country and they, they go to, uh, to all kinds of different places where you normally wouldn't see a Christian influence, uh, like Sturgis and Mardi Gras. And they set up and they just feed people. They just, they'll set up on the corner somewhere from Mardi Gras. People come by and they just feed them food. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. You know, just hopefully they're going to get to talk to some people. And, and then they go to a lot of homeless camps around Missouri and Oklahoma. And they'll set up, literally set up for like two weeks and mm -hmm. feed the homeless community there. You know, they take their own time, their own money. They buy all their own stuff. And they do this. They reach out to these people. And they do these these groups do things that we could never do you know just because they already have the contact they already have the reach into the community uh, but they're groups that that don't get you know big sponsors they don't get federal grants uh, they do it because you know they love the people they serve so we take everything that's left so like we just finished you know saturday with the festival uh, I think this Friday, we're going to take all the money we have left over after paying our bands and divide it up, and we're going to give it to these groups. That's amazing that you guys would do that. Um, yeah. Not only does it help them, but it just it just shows where your hearts are at when it comes to doing the festivals. 
because like obviously you can probably make a pretty penny off the festival but once it's said and done yeah we could i mean you know we could we could do is it worth a full year of work i don't know about that but but you know we could we give away quite a bit and that's not anything you know i don't want that to to sound like we do really well but no uh, the hearts of the people that, that are involved with uh next level christian promotions which is our you know our kind of our parent thing that's our 401k group the people that work with us there, the volunteers that we have, all of our festival volunteers, their hearts are just amazing. And 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 they they sow back into the community so much that and give their time so much that we're able to take every single penny and give it back. Yeah. You know? yeah like I said, that's amazing. I think I'm I'm not sure if that's why I like this festival so much, or if it's like you guys who put it together, but last year was the first year that I went to it. And instantly I was like, man, this festival is amazing. Like you, you can really feel the the spirit there and you can feel like everybody there is just, they want to be there. Yeah. You know, it's not just, it doesn't seem like it's a payday for the bands. You know, it's something that it seemed like they truly want to do. They truly want to be there to, to spread the gospel to people who are not just Christians, but the ones who are not Christians as well. And it's just, it's something special about this particular festival. And personally, for me, it's one of my favorite ones that I go to. I've gone to, I've gone to quite a few, you know, being yeah. going around and this, this is our favorite festival to go to. Well, that, that makes, that makes me happy to hear that. We, we try, we have a, our goal is, you know, it's first off for God to be glorified and to, to every person that comes through that door, whether you're a believer or whether you're not, whether you know, whether you totally hate God or you're fully in love with him, our goal is when you come through that door that you feel like you're part of a family. Right, exactly. Uh, now, let me know. ask you, you said that uh, one of the ministries that you work with, they have, is, is it a home for for people who are hurting, for people who are, have uh, addictions? Well, is, is it like so, an halfway house type thing, or what exactly is it? Sure. Um, Springfield Community Recovery Center uh, it's it's overseen by a guy named uh, David Stoker, and David is an ex-addict also. Uh, you know, he spent time in prison. You know, he just comes from that background, and uh, they are a community recovery center. So it's not in-house okay. uh, addiction treatment, but they, they're open uh, six days a week. They have meetings all day long, you know, your typical addiction-type meetings. Um, AA and a lot of the 12 steps plus you know a lot of faith-based stuff goes and then uh, but they are a literal community center so one of the hardest things when you come out of addiction one of the hardest things is you you have no friends really because to truly get away from the addiction you have to cut all your ties mm -hmm. and you wind up in this world where you're like what do I do now um you know, I have no friends. I have nothing to do. You know, what am I just supposed to lock my door and not go outside? Right. Um, you know, and especially if you have kids, you know, now you add a whole nother layer of, you know, just not knowing what to do now. And so what they do is during the day, this is a drop in place. You can come in anytime. They got, uh, they've got big screen TVs. They've got pool tables. They've got uh, like a coffee bar. You can come in and just hang out. You can come in and play pool. And then on the eat, like in the evening, they do community meals. It is a family friendly place. So you can bring your kids to this. Uh, they do community meals on Friday nights. 
they have uh, they have Friday night fights, so they they do all the pay per view stuff for UFC. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome, and you can come in there, and and they'll bring pizzas in, and everybody can come in and hang out, and watch the fights, or play pool, or uh, you know they do things with the kids. Uh, it gives you an opportunity to connect with the community that is looking out for you. You know, instead of having to run back for entertainment to the ones you used to run out with. Um, and they do all this, they take float trips, uh, they do all kinds of things together, which, you know, that's, that is a major hurdle for someone to overcome when you're trying to get clean, uh, to know you, you know, hey, I got something to go do tonight. I go hang out with some people and have fun. Uh, they bring a bunch of them to the concert. They, they get them involved back in a, you know, back into the community. Yeah, that was my next question. If they uh, if they come to the concerts as well, because if you saw the the table that was set up right next to uh, the soundboard, yeah, yeah, that was that was David and his group. Oh, okay. yep. yep, that's awesome. Yeah, they're they're amazed. They're very involved in the community um, and very involved in the addiction. You know that that underground addiction culture. So, right, no, that's, that's such a good thing that you guys get involved in that. Um, with our church, we're trying to build some kind of community center as well, um, more for, I, I guess, kids, where sure. we want to do like free tutoring, things like that. That's, um, that's once awesome, we get up, man. Once we get up and running. So, you know, God willing, we'll have this building built so we can do all that stuff. That's, um, that's awesome. Any way you can reach back into the community and, uh, you know, I'm the outreach pastor at our church. And so my my mind is always thinking, how can we you know, it's it's about the gospel, but it's also just about letting people know that their value is not based on whether or not you come to my church. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, you know, you kind of hit on that this weekend with the Sunday service, uh -huh. the community and all of us having to be together. Yeah. It, it makes so much sense because that's not what's happening with Christianity today. Exactly. Uh, like, you, the church has lost our, we've lost our, our compass. Yes, we have. And it seems like everybody is, we, we call it stealing, you know, well, stealing the sheep, you know, because there's yeah. so many churches around here and, yep. you know, you might have a, a new family come in here and there, but you're basically, for the most part, you're taken from the con a different congregation and, yeah. and, and building yeah. yours. And that's, I mean, we're in the, we're in the buckle of a Bible belt here. I mean, there are literally, there are, I mean, if you opened up our phone book, you, there's probably 500 churches in the city limits. Yeah, well, when I was driving by, you know, driving to the place, I was like, man, there's a lot of churches <laughs> in, on this one block. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. We're way, we're way out in the country. Yeah. And, and yeah. literally, I mean, if you, if you, you could hit one, two, three, counting our four, five, six, seven churches within an eighth of a mile, and we're out in the country. Right. Yeah, we literally have the same thing. Um, there's a, a road it's called a Flamingo Road. It's a, it's, it's a pretty busy road um, that goes through the town. And uh -huh. we, we call it Church Row because literally every like every third building is a church. Yeah. So, yep. And they're that's like what it is here. That, that's how it is here. And, uh, you know, I, you know, if you're not if you're looking for a church home and you're saved and, and maybe I don't know, I hate people to leave a church. Right. No. Unless, unless there is some kind of doctrine heresy going on, you you need to stay and you need to be the change in your church. Yeah. Um, and, and the excuse of I'm not being fed. Oh my gosh! You I know hate what? That. You you got a spoon. That's right. You, you need that's that right. To, to, to freaking eat. 
you know, know? If you're not being fed that's that's a you issue yes yes 100 percent. i agree you know, with that. I, and i i yeah I'm, we're on the same boat with that one but i want you know i want the people who don't go to church to come in exactly that's what we want as well and i think the festival does a great job of i don't know if you add you know people to the congregation of the festival but it's a great it's a great outreach to possibly well, and- have new people come and that's the thing. And, and the beautiful part is we get a lot of the addiction culture. You know, they, they come from, I got to talk to a few people from our area and, you know, are they going to come to church? I don't know. You know, that that's between them and God. And we'll, you know, if they want to talk about that, we'll talk about that later. But here's, here's the beauty of this. Now they know where there is a place where they will be accepted. They won't be looked at. They won't be judged. Right. You know, they don't have to worry about the, you know, what are they going to think about me? Exactly. Yeah. You know, because, because they've already been there. They've already seen it. My gosh, my church allowed me to do what we did to our building this weekend. Uh, You know, if they let us do that, they're certainly going to welcome you. Yeah. And it's crazy because the the church looks completely different. Like you said, you know, I walked in like, wow, wow. this this (laughs) Wow. This looks like a really nice little church. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you you see all the structure, you know, for the lighting and soundboarding. There's obviously no chairs and, there's there's no tulips <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny when we were on wednesday me and my son were up there my dad's like uh dad i guess we're gonna take down the flowers right <laughs> i'm like yes please get rid of the flowers we, no flowers at the metal show <laughs> someone, they, they wouldn't have been there if you would have kept them someone would have thrown them yeah, exactly them. They'd, they'd have been tossed up into the air and we'd have had flower carnage everywhere exactly back to uh back to the festival a little bit sure yeah. Since uh, since you started the festival, like you said, uh-huh. it's the fourth year. Have you had yeah. any bands um, break out and become like a bigger band now than they were? So here's the thing. I, and I told this to Joe Rojas. He owes me a commission for Relent. Mm-hmm. Because Relent, Relent was was just a tiny band. And Dan, I told you, know, Dan Street, my partner, right. their band, Bread for War, was on tour down through Texas. And, and they were on a show with... Uh, where Relent was opening and they're like, hey, you know, can we just go on the road a few shows with you? And so they took them out and, and they played a few shows and, and then uh, Relent went back to Texas and Dan came home and he's like, man, I just met these this band. And he's like, these guys, their hearts are real. Um, you know, and he's he told me the name and I'm like, I don't even know who these guys are. I couldn't even find nothing. Uh, you know, I couldn't find a video and I found their Facebook page and I'm like, okay, well, we'll bring them up and and they showed up the first year and, you know, they were kind of, you know, they didn't know anybody. They were kind of standing off and all this. And when they hit the stage, it blew me away. Yeah. They're really good. So they played the first year. Did they play the second year as well? They played the second year. And the third year. Uh, so I know they played the third year. Yeah. They played all the first three years. Plus they came back and played. We, we have a concert in December called wreck the halls. Right. And they came back and headlined wreck the halls. And uh, yeah, they and, and since then, you know, they've got signed, they got videos, you know, they got professional videos out and all of it. Their, their music's on Sirius FM. And uh, so, so yeah, I'm hoping that when they get it big, that, that they, you know, they, they kick back to those that, to those that help launch them. <laughs> remember, remember the little guys. <laughs> exactly. Remember the little guys. The guys from Berlin are awesome. You know, Miggy, yeah. Miggy's so good. Gaston, yeah, I love them. all of them are great guys. Yeah, yeah I love them. They're, they're my boys. Yeah, yeah, they're good guys. Cool. We like them. Yeah, yeah, I like them a lot. Any uh, any bands besides Relent 
Um, any bands that stood out um, the second year? Let's go through each year. What bands sure. stood out each year to you? Oh my gosh! Okay, so now you're making not to throw you under the bus or anything, and you know make you. <laughs> no, I'm, gonna, but... <laughs> I'm gonna have 15 bands hit me up going, "What did we do wrong? What did we do wrong?" No one did. So just for the record, I've been to Chains Unchained now two years, and I haven't seen a bad band there yet. Yes, that's so, true. We, never... we have, God has blessed us, and Dan and I were actually talking about that today. Uh, you know, this is not just something that we're saying because you know because of events. We have, I cannot tell you a bad band. No, no, there hasn't. There's not one band that, even if, even if you said, Wayne, don't name it, but is there a band that, that you wouldn't be happy to bring back? I couldn't even say, yeah, there's a band. Right. Uh, we have, we have been, um, we have been blessed uh, beyond what we deserve when it comes to the bands that come in. So I'm trying to go back and think, uh, actually I'm lying to you right now, right now I'm kind of scrolling through my, my phone, trying to find. <laughs> trying uh, to remember who was on what? Yeah. Trying to remember. Cause I, yeah, man, the eighties wrecked my memory. I blame <laughs> it on the eighties. It's probably all the stuff I did in the eighties. that really did it. Year one, I would have to say it would be uh, relent because that is the first year I met them. Right. Okay. Uh, now, and I will also say this, the, the difference between then and now with that band is mind blowing. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you have a talent level now, but even back then their band that I went, Holy man, how come I've not heard of these dudes? Yeah. They I remember hearing them like just jump on the scene. I guess it's been about a little bit more than a year now that yeah. I caught wind of them. And I was like, who are these guys? I was like, these guys are really good. And their next album, um, I, I've I haven't I haven't heard I've heard the one song that's on on being played right now, uh -huh. but, but I have a couple of friends who've heard it and they said that the whole album is amazing. Yeah, there and that's the thing. They there's there's no no filler, um, you know. Which I, I I I don't like. I don't think any bands intentionally put on filler, but right. there's not a song on there that I could say. Uh, let's see here. And actually, no. Okay, so here's a funny thing. Relent wasn't even supposed to be on our first year. Really? Yeah, they were. Uh, a band had dropped out, mm. and uh, and we we had brought them in uh, as a fill-in band, and they just they just killed it. Wow, it's crazy how uh, how things happen, huh? Yeah, you know they they were they they came in as a as a replacement and wound up just. Um, just killing it just killing it big and then uh i would say and so here's the funny thing so the next two memories for the next two years would be the persuaded there these are different than, than what you would think of your you know your typical metal memory uh the second year the persuaded came in and they played they started playing their set and then like halfway through the song it's like something just happened on stage and um and Josh kind of quit singing and, and the band was playing and he just started talking and talking to the crowd. And then he's like, you know, we just, we just, I just want to pray with you guys. And so the rest of the band, the guitar player kept playing, the rest of the band came out and they, 
they just started moving through the crowd and praying with people. Wow, that's awesome. And this, yeah, this worship thing broke out. And I was sitting in the back, um, sitting behind where the, the snack area used to be. And I'm watching this happen. You know, all the lights are down and people are praising and crying and all over the building. And they, their whole set was that. So did they do like almost like an acoustic set? Because they're, they're they pretty No, it's no, just they came to do their full set. And it just, the Holy Spirit just came over them and they just, it just came up. over and they just started. And, and within like five minutes of them starting, it was, it was just their guitar player kind of strumming on his guitar. It was electric guitar and everybody else was, it was, I was like, how in the world does this happen? If this doesn't happen without God at a metal concert. No, no, not at all. And, awesome. um, and for them to take that chance and listen you know and to be obedient in that moment uh, most metal bands would be freaked out and you know you may say a prayer or something but they're like i gotta be metal i gotta you know i gotta show what we got and and these guys gave their whole set to to pray with the festival goers that's awesome that's so yeah um, that's another group that's really cool josh is is an awesome dude yeah, yeah, like we've, we've, I think they were there, they were there the first two years. Okay, so they weren't there the third year. I don't remember them being there. No, they weren't there on the third year. Our our goal is about 50% turnover. Okay. So we have there, there's a, a couple bands, like Bread for War is always going to be there just because this is their home festival. Yeah. Um, this is, you know, Dan is, is a partner of this. Uh, and so this is always going to be their home. Uh, but there are bands besides that where let's played three times, uh, but we try to do a 50% carryover from the previous year and then bring in uh, new bands, people we haven't brought in before. Yeah. I mean, uh, you got to bring in new people. You can't just play the same. Band. Exactly. I know, you know we like, don't want it. To, we don't want people to know five years down the road, this is going to be your lineup. Right. And I know KCF does kind of like the same thing. Yeah. They have, you, know, you have some that keep, they keep, and there are bands that will always be rotating in and out of our lineup. Uh, right. You know, they will all like divided me. They are, they will always be there. You know, it may not be every year, but you know, they're going to be, you're going to see them. If you're there two or three years, you will see them. Yeah. And I had never heard, I've never heard of them before until this oh. year. And I was, I, I came to you. I was like, this girl is amazing. Yes. So. The first time I ever saw them, they became, they, their CD went into my, first time I saw them, they didn't have the female cleans. And one of the guys was doing the cleans. Okay. Uh, but first time I saw him, uh, Scott, their, their, their growler, his, his mic went down at mm. the show and they couldn't get a mic up working for him. So he just started screaming his set. And <laughs> literally you could hear him above the music doing vocals. I don't think people realize, was he screaming it or was he singing it? No, he was, he was, he was their dirty vocalist. He was so dirty he, vocals. Yeah. Okay. So he was just going to town and I'm, I'm sitting here going, this guy's going to blow his throat out. A lot of people don't realize how loud a scream actually is. Yes, I, I agree. I know like with uh, Zana, she talks about it often where she has to pull the mic away because she, her scream is so loud. Yes, and that's, that's kind of how Sky, uh, first time I saw by the tour with, uh, with Zana when she was back in Ilya. 
Okay. Okay. So that's the first time I met. They were they were it was a protest at Ilya Fiedi, uh, you know those guys. And, but uh, that's that's the first time I ever met Divided Me, and they they are just some of the most genuine people you ever meet, and they can throw down with the best of them. Yeah, yeah. No, I was impressed by them. They were really good. Yeah, and I would say last year I had two favorite moments. Uh, the third year would have been, it was when Chaotic, uh, actually, let me say three. So it was Chaotic, with their, their, their full band couldn't be, yeah, Chaotic Resemblance couldn't be there. And, and so they did a worship set with the band members and some of their wives. Right, yeah. And they and did the same was, thing at, because uh, we, we were touring with them. And okay. They did the same thing over at uh, another show a couple of days later, or ne the next day. Yeah, they did like pretty much the same set with his, our wives and all. I was, I was like, this is so cool. And we had like, yeah, for me personally, it was such a great time of worship because I don't get that often when I'm on the road with the guys. Yeah, you know, I do worship the metal, but it's not. It's, oh yeah, but it's a different. It's a different kind you know, of worship. It's, it's a different. You know, when you're doing when your when your soul just gets quiet, and it's it's just the words and you and God and um, and that happened to me three times last year. That was that was with chaotic. Beyond, huh? Becoming Sons did it too, right? Uh, yeah, Becoming Sons was was the next day, and their their story was amazing. And then they just went into that you know the whole five man band, and three of them can't make it to the concert, but the other two just show up. Right. And, and they come up to me and they're like, you know, we understand if you if we need to replace or whatever, we just want to be here to support. And I'm like, get up and sing. <laughs> You know, get up, and then after Friday night, um, Amongst the Giants came up, and they did worship for us after Friday had ended. Right, yeah. And so it was like 12 o'clock at night, and, you know, everybody's just kind of sitting around singing worship together. And so that would have been my highlight for year three was those three times in the middle of a metal festival where I just got to quiet my heart and, uh, and get with God for a minute. Mm -hmm. You know, which in, in the chaos of a, of a metal festival, that is that is something that that doesn't happen a lot. No, it doesn't. And it was it was cool. I, I was I was there for all three of them, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was it was cool to be part of it. At first, I didn't understand what's going on because I, I knew Becoming Sons was a heavy band. So I'm like, <laughs> wait, what, what happened to this? I'm like, because <laughs> I we got there because they were on before chaotic right yes yes okay so yeah, they were i think they were like the second band yeah because we got there right when they were getting ready to start i'm like okay cool i got here in time i was like wait this is <laughs> but it was it was it awesome was, yeah yeah uh, which which to me was was amazing and then if you ask me about this year i would say hearing brutality live yeah they're awesome uh, so oh good. my gosh so my my history goes back to the '80s thrash scene in San Francisco. I knew all the bands coming up at the time. You know, we all hung out there to sit at the stage. And, uh, their guitar player it was like, it was like stepping back and watching like young Dave Mustaine jump on the stage. <laughs> you know, without without making the crowd all mad like he usually did. Yeah, you know, right. that, that guy could get in a fight easier than anybody. But sitting there watching him perform and watching him play and his stage presence, uh, 
man, you got to look out for those boys. For sure. Yeah. I was talking to, to them. They're actually going to be on the podcast in a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, but I was talking to them. I was talking to their dad and I was like, yo, these guys are going to be really, really good. I've, I've been watching them for about two years. Uh, they, they were a cover band, but they, they started branching into their own stuff. And I was watching them. I'm like, there's just something about them. Mm-hmm. And then they started playing this, you know, they, then they started falling into this thrash, this Christian thrash. And I'm like, this is like taking me back to the day. You know, right. it's like, it's like that old school thrash meets this new school sound. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so when, when the opportunity came to bring them out and, and then they got to play both days. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, I would be glad because we really, yeah. all of us, all of us wanted to see them, and when the truck broke down, I was like, "Oh man, we're we're not going to get there for <laughs> brutality." <laughs> yeah, to to do the two disappointments was not getting there for them and missing uh, C because I really wanted yeah. C C C C's my girl. C's I have a place for that girl. Always have a place in my heart. She uh, when we we the church we're at now, we actually left that church for a couple of years to go start another another work, and C came in and was our was our worship leader. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so that's kind of, that's where we met. She was one of those scene kids that just used to come around and help, you know, any show we were doing, she'd just come out and, you know, help help throw gear around and, you know, so. So is she fairly close to you then? Like, as far as, like, mileage-wise? Oh, yeah, yeah. She's, you know, 15, 20 minutes. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, she lives in the next town up. Okay. So. Cool. But, yeah, how we met is, you know, she would just show up and, and volunteered to help any shows we had and then uh, and then when so you know i knew she could sing and so when we did this our parents were like yeah let's you know we'll come over and help you start you know she could do this that's cool so it was just a really good time yeah no she's a really nice girl we, she uh she actually came to florida for one of the boys local show like for their first local show oh my gosh yeah it was her and her and amy came down and, <laughs> that girl's another one, man. She's another good kid. Yeah, she is. So they, um, they get down the floor because they, you know, believe it or not, amongst the Giants, they don't, they don't play Florida ever. You know, they, they, they're strictly just a touring band. So just wow. They, they, they played one local show since they've been amongst the Giants. Now they played locally as their old band, but never okay. as amongst the Giants. Okay. Which is kind of awkward, but that's, that's very yeah. That's that's kind of a different. Yeah, no. and especially because because they have they do have a name, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's 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 weird to think that they built that just on on going out and doing shows outside of their area. Yeah, that's exactly how they did it. They just got they just started touring right when they, before the album came out. They they were touring. Huh. And that's it, awesome. It's all because um, Joseph put a video out, you know, of one of their singles, yeah. and they're like, okay. Well, Go on tour. <laughs> so they yeah, on so, tour. Sometimes it just takes that one thing. Yeah. You know, it takes that one thing. And before you know it, you're, you know, you're doing that thing you've always wanted to do. You're now doing it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, going back to brutality, you're talking about the, like the threat, the thrash, you know, how they're like, sure. mind you of like the, the 80s, 90s thrash. Yeah. Um, another band that I really enjoyed. I'm so glad that you brought them in was uh grave robber because yes. the same way I'm a huge misfits fan. Yeah, and just anytime <laughs> I get awesome. a chance to see Grave Robert play, I'm like, I'm there. Yeah, yeah. so I was so excited that I was going to see him twice in a year. 
<laughs> well, see, we've tried to get them out a couple other times, and it just didn't work out. Um, and then the first time I saw them was at Kingdom Come Festival in Indiana, mm-hmm. and it was weird. Um, I, I when they started when I when you know, when I first saw them on video, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is gonna be kind of cheesy, kind of corny. And then when they when they came out and they started playing. I was sitting in my chair out in the middle of the grass and I just got up and I walked up to the, to the stage barrier and I just leaned against the stage barrier. And it was, it was like you said, it was like orderly fits, uh, you know, just that, that speed punk mm-hmm. that, you know, from back in the day, it just, it brought me back. It did. That's exactly what it brought me back to. I'm like, Oh, this is great. Yeah, you know, I could have been sitting at a, I could have been sitting at a show, you know, at some rat hole in San Francisco watching, you know, watching some punk band just, you know, just destroy it on stage. Right. And um, and yet the message that they have is so life affirming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, it was just, and from that moment on, Sean Browning, um, you know. For those of no grave robber, he's their vocalist. Um, Sean Browning has been one of our biggest supporters since we started doing the devotionals. Oh, really? Awesome. Really? He, I called him and I said, "Hey, um, I don't really know what I'm doing. Would you be willing to?" to... Nice. Like four devotions, set up. Yeah, he's he's always supported everything we've done since the very first since we very first started to birth this, you know, five, six years ago. Okay. That's great. I didn't know that. That's, that's pretty cool to hear. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny because that, they're like, they're such nice guys. yeah, they're such nice guys, but then they get on stage, obviously they dress up and all as all skulls and skeletons. Yeah, you're like, wait, what, what are we seeing now? <laughs> you know, and then they get <laughs> off stage and you're like, they're like the coolest guys in the world. Yeah. They're like, Sean, go, old. Master. yeah but on stage he's wretched grave, grave robber exactly yeah it's funny cause... yeah it... go ahead go ahead I, I was... Uh, well i was just gonna say my my youth pastor's wife sent me a message this morning and she said uh she said i don't know what's going on she's like my my uh my one child is walking around saying they, that they're gonna smash the devil in the head and the other one's singing grave robber lyrics and they all want the CDs, and I don't know what to do. And I said, buy them the CD. There you go. Yeah. I said, buy, I said we got a bunch of metalheads in our youth department now. Yeah. That, that's because they, well, I guess, because uh, when he brought the devil head on, everybody started punching it. So <laughs> he's like, he wants to go around and punch a devil, or she wants to punch a devil in the head. And he's just singing, you know, he's singing Army of the Dead all over the house. Yeah, it's funny. So, that's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, was I was awesome. talking, I was talking to, uh, their drummer um a little bit because with him and i have gotten become friends over facebook and okay. basically the way that happened was last year at kcf um they came they played i think they played right after amongst the giants and brian's looking everywhere for his his computer his, his computer bag and he can't find it he's going like for hours he's looking around for it and he's like man i think someone stole my computer bag and was like flipping out because he needed the, he needed a first um, Zana set. Oh no! And looking, looking, looking. Um, he went over to uh, Josh on the Persuaded. They went over to his car. And he's like, "Hey man, I know you guys played like right around the same time as us. Kind of looking at the car, see if you guys happen to put it in there." So 
we're over there looking and right next to uh, Josh's car is um, Justin's truck. And I, <laughs> I look to the side and he just happened to like flip, flip something up and move the bag out of the way. I'm like, dude, like, Hey, that's, that's the bag we're looking for. He's like, what? I'm like, that's, that's the bag we're looking for. He's like, no way. So he grabs the bag. He's like, let me make sure. And he opens up. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, dude, Greg Robert just robbed us from our Greg <laughs> Robert robbed us. We were robbed by the yeah, grave robbers. Yeah. So it was so like, we're just like messing around with that, like the, you know, the whole day. And, you know, then we became friends from that. So that's awesome. It's, yeah, it's cool to like, to, to see them again. And, yeah, I talked to him about it. I was like, man, don't steal our computer this time. He's like, that's nah, right, man. bro. Stay away from everybody else's gear. <laughs> <laughs> so, for that's me, funny. I think the, the band that I, I like the most this year of, was Brutality for, by yeah. far Brutality. And then obviously Grave Robert, just because I'm a huge fan of them. Sure. Um, yeah. But, and that doesn't diminish anything the other bands do. No, that's not it's at all. just something that you haven't seen. Yeah. 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 You know, and that's, um, I, it was, who, I can't think who I was talking to, but they're like, you know, it. I've seen a lot in this, you know, in this business, and it takes a lot for me just to stop. And oh, it was, uh, oh my gosh, it was chaotic resemblances. Dad, um, uh, Rocky, Rocky. Yeah, Rocky. I'm like, why can't I think of Rocky's? Yeah, Rocky. So Rocky's like, it takes a lot for me to just stop and turn around. Yeah. When I hear something new, and yeah. he said that did it to me. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, literally, it was like going back to, you know, to an old, you know, an old school Club Days Metallica Slayer, you know, Death yeah. Angel Testament show. Well, I know they're like the, they're old souls. They have yeah. old souls, you know, I yep. that's from their dad. Yeah. So. Exactly. Yep. I know one of his influences is uh, Randy Rhodes, so. I mean, yeah, yeah. Brandon Rhodes is your influence. You're going to have be an '80s. Yeah, yeah. If you, yeah, if you, if you've got any kind of, any kind of talent, and that guy is your is your inspiration. Exactly. I used to, have, I used to have a. It was back before I was a believer. I used to have a shrine set up to that guy. Oh really? Oh, my, yeah, literally a two, two big pictures that I I got. I was privileged to be able to take from the side of the stage, uh, when Metallica actually opened up for them at a day on the green. And 15 bands metallica was like the third band to play of the day and wow. uh, so i got to sit on stage and watch him and ozzy play and so i had two pictures that i got to take they were under a glass you know a big piece of glass uh with my concert tickets uh, wow. backstage pass and that was yeah that man oh, died too yeah, young died way too young um yeah. well let's go into if you don't mind um sure. what's your story your history your testimony Ooh. of who you were because it sounds like you were in the industry before you're even a christian so oh yeah and and i i started um you know i played i've been playing bass for i mean i haven't played probably in over 20 years now but i i started playing bass really young and um just a lot of started doing drugs when i was about 10 Ooh. and yeah wow. and just you know stealing a friend of mine his his parents were uh, well, his mom was a drug addict, and so we we would steal pot from her. And you know, after a year, we wound up stealing her meth, and you know, so I fell into it really early. And at about, so I guess you know, around graduation time, I started getting serious about music. And uh, there's a guy his name is Cliff Burton, 
And uh, before he joined Metallica, I was, you know, I would help carry his equipment so I could get into clubs for free. Really? About when we, we were all friends. Everybody grew up together. So it wasn't like, you know, these guys weren't rock stars by any, by any, you know, chance that they were just local musicians at the time. Yeah. I like the way you say this guy, Cliff Burton, like, like no one yeah. knows who that is. Yeah, like no one didn't know who he is, you know, it's kind of <laughs> flying it under, under the radar there. Um <laughs> And so I would, you know, I would just help carry gear so I could get into shows for free, get into parties for free. Uh, especially because back then, if you were work twenty one, you couldn't get into the into the club part club shows. Mm-hmm. So, but if you're a member of a crew, you can hang out backstage. And so that's what I did, and um, you know, worked with a lot of uh, you know a lot of bands people would know. Uh, even worked with them for them, or you know, for other bands that were working with them. Uh, you know, that was when. Uh, Death Angel and Testament was coming out, and uh, I knew Testament before they were Testament before, um, uh, before Chuck Billy was their singer. Uh, you know, back in the early early days, um, and Violence and, and uh, Slayer and all these all these bands that were that were coming out of the San Francisco Bay Area at the time. And I got to work with all these amazing musicians, and uh, I, I realized at an early age that I love playing playing bass but I wasn't really good at it uh, so if I wanted to do something and continue in the music business I was going to hook up with these other bands and so that's what I did and uh, through the 80s I toured with a lot of groups and you know I got to go all around the country and I've also you know I've also I was a I was a, uh, a bodyguard for the largest methamphetamine female methamphetamine dealer in the Bay Area Oof. just a lot yeah there's a lot of history there that I don't really talk about but uh, just a lot of darkness in my life back then. And I had, when I, in 1989, um, I had a a blowout with my sisters. My middle sister, if you were at the festival, she was the one working the snack bar. Okay. At the festival, you know, the upstairs snack bar. Yeah. Um, so she was my middle sister. She was a good sister. You know, she was a good one of a family, the, the angel. She was a uh, gold medal junior Olympic leader. Hmm. Uh, yeah, she was just she was just the perfect child. You know, we we just call her a perfect child. She hated it, but but she was. <laughs> um, and I got into a, an argument with my middle sister about some money that was owed and some different stuff. And she she went to take off, and I ran outside and I smashed the distributor on her car so she could drive away. And I picked her up, threw her over my shoulder, and uh, carried her back in the house. And she's screaming all kinds of rape and obscenities and all this yard. And we get inside and I set her down and my youngest sister walked up and like full hand slapped me across the face. <laughs> and, um, you know, that was, that was, that was when my heart just broke, mm. you know, and, uh, well, 16 years of, of addiction and 10 years of, of just running full tilt in the music, in that, in that music, biz, you know, that environment, right. um, you have a hardcore underground, you know, just that whole with that with that thing takes on your body uh, it just all crashed in a, in a moment and so i i called my grandparents who lived in florida and i said you know I, i've got to get everybody i know is an addiction i can't just this is what we were talking about earlier what do you do when you want to get away and everyone you know is still in that life right exactly and so uh, that's why that's why my heart for the community for the springfield recovery community center is so big because i didn't have a place to go so I called them, and they live in uh, St. Augustine, Florida, which is where I was born, where my mom's from. Oh, okay. Five hours from us. I love St. Augustine. 
so I, they said, yeah, you know, come on out. And about two hours after I got done talking to Ben, my uncle, who also lives there, my, my mom's brother, he's, he was a uh, really big wig in the Green County or in the uh, St. John's County Sheriff's Department. And so he called me up and he said, if you're going to come here, you're going to look like a man. I had, I had really, really long hair. I mean, hey, I was just, and so I, I braided up my hair, cut my hair off, uh, cut the ponytail off, mm-hmm. got to Florida, gave him my hair, you know, gave him my ponytail. He still has it to this day. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was, it was kind of like that here, you know, my last, my last form of rebellion here, here you know, you wanted it, you, you take it, you keep it. Right. And he did. Um, so long story short i mean you guys live in florida so you probably know there's drugs in florida mm-hmm. and and i happen to be really good at finding them and i told some of my story it this is kind of where it picks up uh, my parents asked my grandparents asked me to go to church with them and uh, i went because i was going to lunch afterwards i, I didn't care about god and i went to church and tore the pages out of their hymnal and uh, carved it, you know, used my knife and carved into the wooden pews there, you know, during the service. I sat there on the back row. And when they bowed their heads for prayer, I figured it was time to go. So I just went outside and waited for my grandparents and, and we went to lunch. <clears throat> Nobody said anything to me. And then uh, later on that week, I'm just sitting there thinking, I'm like, man, these are, my grandparents took me in when no one else would. You know, they were, they loved me. They, you know, they did they gave up everything. I found out later, they actually were, they, they allowed me into their house, even though they were scared to death of me, mm. they were sleeping with a knife under each of their pillows because they didn't know how I was going to come home and react Right. Wow. on any given night. But they loved me so much that they did that. And I've never, i never felt that before, um, you know, that I could remember. And so I said, look, I called them up and I said, I don't want, you don't have to take me to lunch, but I disrespected you. So I will, if you'll pick me up, I'll go to church with you. I'll sit quietly on the pew with you. I'll sit there beside you. I'll listen to what they got to say, and they will never, ever, ever talk about church again. And they said, okay. And so I went back, and I was in tears. By the time this guy was done talking about my life, it was just amazing. I was like in tears. I'm like, how does he know all this? <laughs> He's like, did you pay him? Did you pay yeah, him? Yeah, like, and, and it wasn't really that he was talking about me, but it was just thing that he was talking about was who I was right and how does he how does he know what, what my heart feels like and what all this chaos that runs through my head and you know seriously if there's a if there is somebody if his Jesus can do that then now I want that Jesus and I walked up to the front when they when they bowed to pray I walked up to the front and I had I took all I had my meth and my cigarettes and my pot and all that in my pocket and I took it out and I put it on the steps at the at the altar thing there and I turned around and I walked out of the church because I didn't know that it hurt. Mm-hmm. Oh, what I needed. I don't need this no more. So I'll give him back this and I'll just leave. And the pastor met me out in the parking lot and uh, started talking to me about what we, what, what I'd done, what Jesus had done really, but you know, what I had accepted and uh, I haven't looked back. You know, it's, it's really, it's amazing what God could do in a life. It is. So did you quit cold turkey? Cold turkey. I had, I was a two pack a day. At that point, I was smoking about two packs a day. Uh, you know, I'd smoke all the pot I could find, but I was 
probably at my worst i was probably doing about a 180 dollars a day worth of meth but that's when i was getting it pretty much for free right uh, you know so i was i was probably using 50 60 dollars worth of meth a day hmm. uh, you know i was selling drugs to to pay for drugs and um i was i was living with my fiance at the time well and i moved out of the house and so i have nowhere to live you know because the bible says you shouldn't live with you know if you're not married you should be living together well, she didn't want anything to do with the church part, so uh, I had nowhere to go. So a pastor talked to the church. They went out and bought a a, a trailer home, uh, not a trailer home, uh, like a travel trailer. Right. Okay. Just just a little travel trailer. He said, "We'll set this up in the back of the church. You could kind of be our you know, our night watchman, and you can live here. And you can you know you can shower in the church, and you know there's food in the refrigerators in the church. You can eat here and." Uh, yeah, we'll help you through this. And they did. Wow. So they really took me in. Yeah. They, I mean, they took me in. I had nothing really. Uh, you know, when I chose Jesus, it was like everything that I had before just chose to leave me. Uh, and so, so I did. And uh, they even, they went out and bought me a, a brand new John Deere mower. And uh, I didn't ask for any of this. They were, they're like, here, uh, you're going to use, if you use this to clean, you know, to keep the property mode. You know, you could use this to go make you some money or whatever you want to do. It's yours. It's in your name. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so I, I so I did that and I hung out with them. I'd hang out. Their house was on the church property. And so I'd go hang out at night with them and we'd sit around and just talk about the Bible. And um, and that's where I got my call to be a youth pastor. Um, and so I, I came here to Springfield to go to college. And it's weird. I showed up like two weeks after school started. I did not have, I was not registered at school. They didn't know I was coming. I got dropped off at like five o'clock at night on a Monday or a Tuesday, whatever day it was. And uh, the offices at the school were closed. So there was no one for me to talk to. So I took a cab down and stayed at a, at a little hotel. And then I called school in the morning. And uh, I said, hey, I'm here to go to school. And they sent the van out, picked me up. And later that day, I was enrolled in, in Bible college. Wow. <laughs> that's awesome. That's yeah, a testimony. It, it totally. If you'd have said, if you'd have said at any time before that that I was going to have anything to do with God, you, I'd have, I'd have probably beat you up, you know, just, uh, just for the fun of it. Isn't that how it usually works out? Yeah, you know, it is, and and, was, and I've, I've had so much chaos and stuff in my life since, and I, you know, it's not a perfect life. Yeah. But, you know, God is. God has never, has never, and you know, we talk about ride or, you know, you hear ride or die a lot in, in this underground culture, and he is the only ride or die I've ever had in my life. Yeah, for sure. No, it's, it's such an amazing thing. Like, I, I didn't, I wasn't a, a drug addict or anything, but I just came from, like, I was a troublemaker, I guess is the best way to put it. Okay. And I was the same way. I did not want anything to do with church. I've been kicked out of two churches, you know, <laughs> growing up. And it, I was the same way. If someone had said that you're going to become a pastor <laughs> in 20 years, I'd be like, yeah, you, you're an idiot. <laughs> you know? Yeah. What, what you, where are you taking? You know, yeah. it's a, so yeah, I, it's, I, I hear you when it comes to something like that. I did. I, there's no way. And it's God just uses like the most broken people to be vessels, you know? And I see that. I see that constantly, mm -hmm. you know, it is, it is because our ministry is to those that, that the church doesn't even see. You know, it's right. not the fact that the church ignores 
this culture, but church doesn't even see this culture. A lot of them don't, don't know it exists. No, exactly. And, and, uh, and that's why, that's why the first thing I did, I mean, I'm glad you were there Sunday. Uh, that's why I was, the first thing I did when I got up on platform was I introduced my, my metal Christian family with my church family. Right. And I said, you guys are the same family. Mm-hmm. And I just and that, was, that. that was a magic moment for me to be yeah. able to do that. Yeah. I think it's pretty funny when, uh, when, um, I guess your other pastor said, or you said that, oh, you know, you love, I, I don't even remember the band. The, the Gaithers. The Gaithers, yeah. And Marco was like, I love the Gaithers too. I know, like, I saw him. You couldn't even make anything, you couldn't make that up, you know? Yeah, and that's true. And, well, and that's, it was totally true. Um, Christopher, every, you know, he if you looked at Christopher, Christopher would have been, if you just judged by appearance, he would have been the freakiest looking dude at our festival. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But he was the first one to walk up to the stage after, you know, after my pastor said, you know, I, I don't know, he, I don't really, I don't, I don't get your music. My favorite music is the Gaithers. And, you know, everybody laughed. And, and when he went off stage, Christopher was the first one over there going, oh, man, I love the Gaithers and Gold City and all these other. And I'm like, and I told my pastor, I said, you couldn't have found two more people to, to call kindred spirits than you two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Christopher's an interesting guy. I got to talk to him a little bit this I, this uh, this weekend. I, yeah. I have always seen him around. I saw him around last year at KCF. I saw him around it at Chains on Chain last year. I saw him this year at KCF. Yep. Uh, but I'm usually just so busy. I, I don't I don't really get to stop and talk to people who I don't know. Yeah, you know. And this year I I, I had a lot more time, you know, to talk and hang out with people. And and him and I were talking. And he he seems like a really cool dude. He's a, he's a good dude. You know he's. He's just cut from a different rug, and you know this world would be boring if we all looked the same, looked and sounded the same. Yeah, I know. You know he's one of those guys that brings color into the world. <laughs> yeah, he, he walked up to Brian. He's like, and he goes like, "Man, you threw me through a loop because I guess he's got his his rabbit, his bunny, Fred. He, what's his name? Fred. Fred. The rabbit's name is Fred. Okay, so he had that. And he he was lifting it up, trying to get him to like people to start crowd surfing with it, and yeah. Brian grabbed it. And like just got up on the stage and started singing to it. It was hilarious. Have you seen the video he posted? No. He posted a video and he said, "He actually, I'm sorry. I think the rabbit's name is Jack. Jack. I think okay. the rabbit's name is Jack. But he's like, he goes, I was trying to get Jack to crowd surf. And uh, he goes, I got so much more. And it's the video of, of, uh, of Brian singing to a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the best. That's the first thing. When I first met him at the festival this year, he walked up and he said, Will you take a picture with my rabbit? Really? And I'm like, uh, sure. <laughs> I haven't gotten a bad, I want a picture with the rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it, but I didn't get a picture with it. I, oh, I, see, man. It's, a, it's, a, it's an cool exclusive enough. club. Yeah, I'm not cool enough. Maybe <laughs> if you know I do a podcast. Yeah. If you know I do a podcast, maybe I can get one next year. That's it. Tell him. Tell him, say, hey, does the rabbit want to be on, on the podcast? <laughs> yeah. That might be a quiet podcast, though. Yeah, you, are, you know, rabbit talks. That, just, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's so funny. Only, only happens at a metal show. Yeah, no, for sure. Now you you definitely see interesting people at metal shows. Yes. That's what makes them so great. Oh man, you know, so many different walks of life, and it's it, and even the, like the Christian metal scene, it, it's different. Like, and I guess you could probably see it being that you are from the secular and Christian. Yeah, and people talked about it. Um. I guess someone commented on one of Zana's posts 
is they there was a picture where they were just like all just standing in the crowd and they're like yes why don't why don't the christians like get in pits and go crazy like a secular band and i'm like you know what it's true they really don't they do like some do but it's nowhere near as crazy as as like a secular concert well and i think a secular a secular concert is from a different perspective see if i it's the angriness it is and i can tell you that right away if i when i was in a pit before it would be you know back in back in the 80s if i was in a pit uh, I wasn't tech. I wasn't intentionally looking to hurt anybody. Right, right. But we we had words for people that were in the pit. They're not words that I repeat anymore. I don't say these words anymore. But there there are guys in the pit that um, at that time in my life they needed to be taught a lesson. They yeah. needed you, know, and I was the one that needed to do this. And so um, <laughs> even though I wasn't looking for it, I was looking for it. Right. And as soon as I had a target, it didn't matter where you were in that. We were going to meet up in, in a very short amount of time. It's true. You know, it, and I've done that many times being in pits growing up and yep. being a, a bigger, usually a bigger guy. In yep. the pit. Um, you, you start targeting people who are just like getting out of control inside a pit. Yeah. I know exactly where you're coming from. Well, and that's and, and And with me, it was even different because normally I was part of the crew. Yeah, I was, I, and I knew, so I knew all the club. I mean, we were personal friends with all the bouncers, with all the, you know, all the bartenders, all the people that worked at the clubs. Those were our friends. So when I trashed you, it was 90% of the time you were getting thrown out. <laughs> yeah, I was going to, I was going to do something horrible to you. And, and you were the one that was going to get bounced. And they were, you know, the bartender was going to go here, drink this and calm down. Right. Wow. Which all that did is, put fuel on my fire yeah yeah for sure yeah um, so, but i did t i did post a video of someone crowd surfing so I'm like well does this count because there were a lot of people i that's the first time i, I could say it's the first time i was being at a at a, a full-on christian festival and seeing people stage diving yeah that's one of the fun things we have it it really it started out our first year with the kids doing it yeah we and that's the thing with this we have a lot of little i mean my grand my three-year-old granddaughter has been developed to this one and the last one yeah. And they run around and they have crazy fun. And I don't know. Did you see the kid with the guitar? Yes, that was awesome. Yeah, his dad was a guitar player for Monarchs to Oblivion. Okay. I was wondering what the connection was. Yeah. And so these kids just started Dan, uh, Dan Street. He brought these kids on the stage and, and he was like orchestrating these kids to jump out into the crowd and people to catch them and carry them around. Okay. Um, and, for, and for these kids, it was like, it's like the best thing ever. Yeah, you know, this is like Disneyland with really amazing loud music. Yeah. And uh, and our teens got a hold of that this year. We, Our teens, I mean, that's why I had them, you know, raise your hand if you've ever liked metal. Raise your hand if you're a metalhead now. Mm -hmm. You know, and all of their hands went up afterwards. Yeah. Because they never experienced that. Yeah. I did almost get mule kicked, though, by the dude from Sacred Thrones. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Micah. I, um, I, I was walking by, and he, he grabbed the monitor and kicked up. I was like, inches inches away from my face I'm like oh man that would have hurt bad yeah see he's he's out he and just for full you know full disclosure he'd have probably been one of those dudes back in the day but i would have <laughs> took his leg and beat him to death with his own leg back in the day but today it's like you know i know his heart yeah yeah exactly you he know loves, he, loves the back then. he loves the music yep and that's the difference back then you know back then it was just it was a it was a chaos uh, you know, nobody, 
it was a violent way of living. It was. And, it was weird because it was a controlled chaos, though. Yeah, you yeah. know. Because you still was, you still pick people up when you knock them down, and you know that's one thing about pits I really loved is you get some. You, you someone falls, you get instantly get picked back up. Yeah. Unless yeah. Unless, unless it's a corn concert. Well, yeah. <laughs> then 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 that doesn't happen because I yeah. I, then everybody just stomps right over you. Yeah, I, that's I've seen that happen. I was like, oh man, this is like the hardest pit I've ever been in was a corn concert. I think the the hardest pit. Oh my gosh. There. Okay. So uh, there's a place. It's called Roofies in in Berkeley, Oakland, California area, and uh. So I saw violence. It was violence. Oh my gosh, can't think. Violence was a headliner, and uh, I watched a dude jump off of a balcony, and just snap his leg. He hit the stage and snapped his leg, and he laid there on the floor for probably fifteen minutes because you couldn't get through the floor to get to him. It right. was just like this sea of humanity. That's crazy. Uh, it was like being in a washing machine. Yeah, people do some crazy things at shows. I I was at a don't laugh at me. I was at a limited show. No, I'm sorry. And and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and I was on the second level because it was at a it was at the um at the arena. So I was okay. at the second level, and this dude jumped off the second level onto the onto the, the first level, ran down the stairs, and then jumped into the floor. Next thing I know, he's on the stage. I'm like, how did this guy go from the second level? All the way to the stage in a matter of 10 minutes it was yeah, dude that's it man i've seen people that i saw this guy do that yep that's how it was you yeah. you some guy in your head and you just went with it yeah. um well and you know to bring that to the christian realm uh fit for a king we went i mean bread for war plays with fit for a king a lot when they're in this area okay and so the last show the the last show before all the shutdown stuff was fit for a king uh at the riff here in town with convictions, right? Uh, no, that was before. Oh, okay, okay. Because I know so, they were doing a show with convictions before the shutdown. Um, no, convictions didn't wasn't on this uh, wasn't on this this roster. Um, okay, okay. Uh, and actually, I got my shows mixed up. So it was it wasn't the last one. It was maybe one or two before that. It uh, at a place called the Outland Ballroom, which is second floor of a an old, old, old building. Okay. Uh, huge, nice. It's a nice venue, but it's it's just like that old dump bar. Um, and the floor, it was the floor was bouncing so hard. I, I literally thought we were going to collapse to the first floor. <laughs> and I have we I had you know my my daughter in law, two of my daughter in laws, and some girls you know from our team department were with us, and I had them all back up against the side wall because a pit was the entire floor print you know footprint of a floor nice and you could literally feel the floor bouncing six inches up and down wow and it was i was like this is insane this is like going back to an early thrash show yeah that's that's the first time i've come back close to you know to getting back into that mindset so they do uh, exist then it's a matter of finding the right place to yes the biggest, yeah I guess, exactly the well, and the night they did it, uh, it was actually the first night of, of the of their of their tour, and all of their gear was stolen in Texas the night before before they left Texas. Oh, well, all I of think, their I yeah, all of their gear that. was stolen. Yeah, and so they got. We were the first night of that tour, and they're like, they're like, you know what? All that's gone now. 
you know, we got borrowed gear and we're just going to tear this place to the ground. Mm. And the minute they said that it was on. Wow. That's awesome. It was, it was brutal. And, but it was still that love where people, you know, you fall down, they grab you back up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it was, yeah, I was in awe. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. So the, the, um, I guess to finish up next year is your fifth year. Do you have anything? I know you just started, so, sure. um, or you just finished this one, but do you have any plans on what you want to try to do for the fifth year? Anything special or can you not, can you not reveal anything yet? Well, I mean, we're looking at, so last year we had Disciple was our, each year we have this, something happens at this festival that, that takes it to the next level. Disciple did that for us last year. Mm -hmm. uh, those guys just blow the stage up when they get on stage. They're very good. Yeah, and this year it was the production part. I think next year we have some bands that we have tried to go after in the past, but have not been able to make the financial stuff work with it. Okay. Um, so if you're a Christian metalist, you know, there's there's a couple of bands that are that are fairly bigger that you know, I met Christian Metalhead that that you may be able to pick. If you name five of the bands, probably one of them is going to be on your list. All right. Um, I don't want to say a name just because we've tried before and it didn't work out. Chains Unchained always wants to go to the next level, whatever God has for it. Uh, we have a vision for where, you know, our five, 10 year vision but God is so much bigger than what we could do. Right. Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah. So we don't want to, uh, if he opens a door, we just, yeah, that's the thing. We just keep walking with doors, walking through doors until one shuts in our face. And then we look for another door. And and every year, God, that festival up to a different level, you know, production for this year blew me away. Production was awesome. Yeah. It was really good. It, it, it allowed me to do, I have enjoyed this year's festival than I ever have. Not that the other one's bad, but I got to, I got to hear some of it. I got to watch complete sets. I didn't have, you know, usually you're, you're putting out fires all weekend. Right. I didn't have well, one fire to put out. Yeah. I heard you say something to Daniel, you know, he said like, um, like this year, there's so much less stress this year compared to any other year. I had I literally like I had no stress, and it was it was just a beautiful weekend, and, and I'm looking forward to seeing what God does next year with it. Yeah, uh, I hope I'm a part of it again. Um, be, yeah, I was going to say be be looking. Uh, we love we love the boys, and uh, so uh, we may have another year in us before we have to take a break. And like <laughs> I said, we rotate it all right, right. back yeah. in and out, but you know this is the first time we got them with a full band yeah yeah it is. and so you know so well i guess the last year you had the full you had the three piece right yeah we had a three piece yeah yeah so this year we got the five piece. so so we're looking at next year to uh uh just phone for the next 11 keep your phone beside you chopper for sure <laughs> so wayne i want to thank you very much for coming on i had a great time talking to you uh, Chopper, it's been my pleasure, man. I, I we feel love like we love you guys too. We feel like this is, uh, I mean, we met last year. Yeah. I don't remember who contacted who, honestly, but I feel like it went from like a business relationship to a friendship. Yeah. You and know? That's, that's the way we, we want all of our, all of this is about friendship. You know, it's all about building that, that community. And uh, you can probably, you can thank Amy Perry. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you really can. She told me. She told me probably two years ago. She's like, I won't go to another concert unless 
amongst giants is on it. And she said, no way. She said, I will, but I won't be as happy. <laughs> so I said, all right, yeah, she's let's see what we could do. She's a huge yeah. of them. She, she, you know, it's a funny story about her. She saw them uh, perform before they were touring. So, um, and <laughs> so the, the, the first single was out and it was basically like a teaser kind of thing, you know, it was their, their lyric video for Lost in Translation. Okay. And people were like, okay, so this sounds good, but like, who are these people? You know, like nobody, the only people that knew who they were really were uh, Seven Day Slumber guys because they knew them from their old band. Okay. And, and Chad Ferner, because Chad Ferner, um, they actually used to go to Chad's house all the time to, um, to stay at their house at, with their old band when they were touring. <laughs> so they've known Chad for probably nine, 10 years now. Wow. Um, but yeah, so those are the only ones that even know that they even were in another band because they don't talk about it ever. They don't. Yeah, no, they, you never hear. I, I didn't know. So yeah, they never talk about the other band. Um, it's more like a pop, pop a rock band. So anyway, uh, <laughs> um, so where was I going with this? Oh, Amy, Amy, uh, saw, was at a concert with uh, Seven Day Slump. It was this, I think it was one of the City Rock Fest tours. And okay. Brian was working for Seven Day Slumber as their pyrotechnic guy. Okay. And Marco was performing with, I believe it was was Spoken at the time. Okay. And yeah. um, something happened where Joseph lost his voice. The guys from Disciple, something personal. I don't remember exactly what happened, but something personal happened where they had to leave early. So they did their set earlier in the night opposed to being the headliners. Okay. They had um, the guys from Rights, not Rights of the guys from Random Hero. And I believe yes. the protest, they just, they got back on and did a real quick, like, worship set, acoustic type set. And there were still times. So Joseph's like, you know what? We have the guys from Amongst the Giants here. They can play their song. And Brian's wearing, like, a basketball shorts that are full of paint from, you know, just <laughs> dresses like a crap when he's working with, uh, with the fuel and stuff. Yeah. Um, he's running around backstage. They had to run, find him. And he's like, Hey, you're going to play. He's like, what do you mean I'm going to play? He's like, you're going to play lost in translation. He's like I am. No, they had no, they had nothing. They had no, uh, no tracks. They, it was a straight up. Okay, go play. And they played, they killed it. And Amy was, wow. one where of was that there. I don't even know where it was. I mean, because it must have been somewhere in Missouri. If Amy was there, I'm assuming. Well, yeah, she goes to all of the all of the shows if they're anywhere within like a three hour drive. But we right. I actually promoted one of the city rock, the city rock tour when it was um, when it was random hero protest uh, disciples seventh day. We yeah. did that show in Nixa. So I may have met the boys at least before. Maybe. Yeah, I have no idea which show it was, but yeah, you might have met Brian. Um, so Marco must have been with Seventh Day Slumber then at that time. And Marco was working the pyro okay that's funny yeah i we we i promoted that tour in nixa um oh, that was a few years back. That, <laughs> that was when before we were doing all this and that was actually the first show i did i made money on i didn't actually lose money on <laughs> awesome yeah so yeah so she uh when she saw them that time she's like okay so these guys are legit they're actually good performers and <laughs> so she became a fan she is definitely a cheerleader for you guys. Yeah, she's an awesome girl. She's the yeah. first fan of Amongst the Giants. Yeah. yeah. Well, Wayne, let's go ahead and, and wrap this up because I don't want to keep you all night. I can talk all night long, so 
sure you don't want to hear from me well, anymore. I could do the same thing. So uh, I appreciate just hanging out and talking. Yeah, for sure. You know, this is what we want to do. Um, yep. So you want to give me information on uh, on Chains Unchained and Rock the Halls? Rock the Halls, that's what it's called? Wreck. Wreck the Halls. Why do you keep saying Rock the Halls? Wreck the Halls? <laughs> <laughs> um, so if anybody wants to go next year or go to this year's Wreck the Halls? Sure, yeah. I mean, you can always hit us up at Facebook. Um, you know, uh, Chains Unchained Fest is, uh, I think it's at Chains Unchained Fest. Uh, we're at www.chainsunchained.com. Um, uh, you know, just follow us. That's the easiest way we, we start putting stuff out. We start making announcements around Christmas for Jan or for our, for our, uh, our festival, uh, rec halls. We'll be putting stuff out there. Uh, with about a month, we'll start easing stuff out. You know, the easiest way is just to follow us on our shows, social media stuff. Uh, if you see, if you got questions, literally uh, the phone number on our page is my cell phone number. So if you got questions, you can always text me or, or call me, message us. You know, we just, we just want this to be whatever God wants it to be. So. Amen. All right, Wayne. Well, thank you very much again. And you uh, have a great night. I will. I appreciate it, Chopper. You guys have a good day and uh, uh, stay cool in Florida. Oh my gosh, it's so hot today. It's ridiculous. I took more oil in my uh, in my RV for the um for the generator because we just we just put so many miles on that. I mean, so many hours on the inner generator. Every time I come back, I got to change the oil, and I was under there and just sweating bullets because it was so hot out. Oh, and I I waited till like five o'clock to do it too. Better you than me, brother. This weekend was hot enough for me. The weekend was hot. And was hot. I hope that the AC didn't work well. <laughs> so. two, two of the ACs were gone and uh, they, they quit working. So we're trying to figure out how we can help out the church and uh, see if we can't get the ACs back. Yeah. So, oh, all right. God bless, man. Thank you very much. You too, man. Tell the boys I said, hey. I will. All right, brother. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Chop and Block podcast. I'm your host, Chopper, and that was Wayne Nails from the Chains Unchained Festival, as well as Wreck the Halls. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's the Chop and Block PC, all one word. On Facebook, it's the Chop and Block Podcast. Or you can email me at the Chop and Block Podcast at gmail.com. Have a great week, and God bless.